Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Go from dragging yourself to work each day to finding a job you love. The Career Spring program is for high-achieving and ambitious mid-level professionals like you who are looking for a job that uses your zone of genius, recognizes your value, and pays you what you're worth. If you're ready to learn more, schedule a complimentary consult using the link to my calendar in the show notes. Be sure to follow me on Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook, Lisa Edwards on LinkedIn, and Lisa.Edwards on Instagram. Greetings. How's it going? How you doing? I hear the collective, yay, I'm great, out there in the in the ether. I hope that's true. Today, we're going to talk about the signs your company is likely to do a reduction in force or a riff and how to be prepared. In episode 268, I talked about leading through reduction in force. I'm going to have the link in the show notes for that. Today, I want to talk about the signs that your company might be about to do a riff and how to prepare. And I'm actually going to talk about the preparation piece first. And then I want to leave you with those signs that you can kind of keep an eye on because there is so much layoff activity going on in the the fourth quarter of last year. And then so far this year, I gave some of those statistics in episode 268. I think it's really, it behooves us to be prepared. I've talked on the podcast numerous times about my term ARFO, always ready for opportunity. And that came from interviewing clients that I had worked with to see what had happened with their career path since I had worked with them. And this theme of ARFO emerged that I I then called it ARFO, but it was this idea of they were always ready for opportunity. They had their their marketing materials ready to go. Their qualifications were current. Their job search plan was always ready to go. And so they could pivot on a dime. They, they energetically opened the door to recruiters to speak to them. They were having regular networking meetings. There was nothing about their qualifications that would hold them back. And they didn't really have to go into job search mode and out of job search mode. They were already there. So if you haven't updated your resume or your LinkedIn profile lately, I highly recommend it. I wouldn't let more than a year go by without updating those. I think in general, an annual at minimum plan to update LinkedIn. And I've talked about what that might look like. I've done episodes in the past on what to, what steps, what should you be looking at in your LinkedIn profile to update it? So I won't go into that here. And of course, with your resume, you know, I have clients who I've worked with and written their resume and some of them want me to make any and all changes to their resume. So they're, they're more interested in spending smaller amounts of money more frequently to keep that thing current. Other people will put certain things on the resume. They'll add to it for a certain period of time. And then I, it, it feels as though I think they just kind of wake up one day and either they need to really use the resume, maybe the stakes have been raised, or they just kind of wake up one day and go, hey, this thing is has become incoherent or not as cohesive as it was when Lisa finished because I've added these things on and the format's kind of gotten off or whatever. And so they come back to me. I've had people who've come back to me after 10 or more years to update their materials. And of course, that's more work and it costs them more money at that point. But 
I'm okay with whatever they want to do. But the main thing is you're keeping your marketing documents up to date. Also, you're looking at your credentials and your qualifications. Is there, you know, a, a, a certification that you let lapse because it wasn't really important that you maintain it in your current employer, but a new employer would want it to be current. They wouldn't want it to have lapsed. Is there additional education, training, like whatever it is? I always say the best way to know what I would need to move into the next role in my career is to look at job descriptions. So get, and in fact, it's an activity that that I've done with my clients is I have them pull a certain number of job descriptions and look at what are they asking for in terms of education, credentials, skill sets, competencies, and how does that measure up to what you have? It's so much better to do it that way than to do it hypothetically and think, well, I I think they'll need this or I think they'll need that. What are they actually asking for when they're hiring someone like you? If you need to get training, like whatever it is, get on board with that. Don't wait until, you know, no, I always like to use the example of no, he didn't wait till it started raining to build the ark. He was out there in the sunshine. Everybody thought he was crazy. So get those materials updated before you need that. But if you haven't and you do see a a riff on the horizon, a rather short horizon, then you really got to move fast. The thing I most hate to see is when clients either don't see the handwriting on the wall as to upcoming layoffs, or they do see it and they just assume, you know, blissfully, I'm, I'm not going to be affected by it. You don't want to be caught flat-footed when the pink slips come out. And you don't, also, I think this is one we don't think about. If you wait until you've been given a pink slip to update your materials, update your credentials, start your job search, all of that, then you're going to essentially be at the back of the line for opportunities because the people who saw the riff coming and got their you know butts in gear they're out there job searching and they're getting the best jobs and they're they're getting employed and they're going to be landing somewhere before maybe you've even started job searching whether you see a riff on the horizon or not i want to make it very clear that keeping your materials updated and your credentials and your education and all that it's always a good idea because you never know so while i'm going to be talking here in a moment about what are those signs that a reduction in force is coming arfo really means regardless of my job security or my perceived job security or my interest in going into another role i want to be ready so that i can at least have conversations when they come up. So if all I'm doing is talking to recruiters who reach out to me or, you know, having job conversations that organically grow out of the networking that I'm doing already, I want to be ready for those conversations. And another aspect of ARFO is keeping your network active and current. So what I see too many people do is they think networking equals job search. So I just landed a job. I'm not looking for another job. Network goes on the shelf. Don't need to do it. And what I want you to do is make networking a priority at a low level in your job, no matter what. And whether that is, you know, you belong to one networking group and you go to monthly meetings and maybe you plan one other one-on-one networking event with somebody just to catch up and see what's going on. Very low level, you know, staying active on LinkedIn, but not looking at jobs. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about connecting and cultivating relationships. 
having a plan for that and making it a priority so that your network doesn't go fallow while you're happily employed. And then all of a sudden you're trying to resurrect something that is essentially dead. And of course, if you do it that way, if you let it go fallow and have to resurrect it, you're going to have to spend a, a significant amount of time building it when you need to be using it, right? So instead of leveraging your network, when you find out you're going to be rift, you're actually trying to build a network that you can then leverage, which is obviously going to put you behind the eight ball. So what are the signs that your company may be planning a significant reduction in force? Number one, key assignments and projects are going to someone else. So this is really speaking to your boss and your boss's boss. They know you're going to be terminated. They have identified you as someone that they are going to lay off. I've heard this so many times from my clients where they they see the not so subtle really signs that, you know, they're not included in 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 things, right? And one of the things they're not included in is key projects and assignments. They're sort of shoved to the side. Number 2, you start seeing non-essential perks being cut in the company. So, you know, whatever that might look like in your company it could be anything from a gym membership to team building activities company-wide, but whatever it is that is perceived as non-essential starts being cut. Another indicator is that you knew there were new products on the horizon or initiatives, expansions, things like that, and they get put on the back burner. So without probably a lot of explanation, all of a sudden you're seeing what seems to be a shift in priorities and direction. Another sign is that the budget is under a microscope. So all of a sudden, things like expense reimbursements, maybe there's additional hoops that you have to jump through to get purchase approvals, or maybe it's across the board cuts like uh, that typically happened in higher education. We were, you know, each department had the same amount that they had to reduce from their budget. And then the, the, the head, the vice president of that section, I was in student affairs, had to figure out how to dole out that you know her cut was x and then what does that look like for each of the departments that report to her next there's a merger or acquisition on the horizon so what often that means is that there are two people or four people doing the job of two whatever the case may be but there is duplication and so that's a almost unavoidable sign that a riff is going to happen and it just becomes a matter of you know are they taking the people from the one company or from the other company also you're being kept in the out of the loop and in the dark so again kind of going with those assignments being given to someone else is all of a sudden and i've heard this from clients recently there are meetings and they're not you know, they the only way they knew this meeting was happening was they happened to see it on their boss's calendar. And it's a meeting that they typically would be in attendance at. And all of a sudden they're not being invited. They're not being included in certain emails that they would normally be included in. And then finally, the executives, the people above you seem more stressed out than usual and less communicative, more secretive. There's a lot of a lot of hush-hush meetings going on behind closed doors. People come out of the meeting looking frazzled, those kinds of things. These are indicators then that you need to start looking elsewhere immediately. So this now we're kind of in the urgent phase. So number one, your company is bleeding money. And this, this often happens right after a 
earnings report comes out. So revenue targets were missed abysmally and oftentimes for six, you know, more than one quarter in a row. And, you know, that's a real clear sign. Number, number two, the essential budgets are being cut to the bone. And when I say essential, we're talking about things like sales and marketing, things that build the business that, that are not expense centers, but profit centers. For some reason, when I think about this, I think about like, I'm going to sell Boardwalk and Park Place. I'm not selling, you know, the cheap seats over there around the other side of the of the, the go, the the start mark. I'm I'm over here at Boardwalk and Park Place, and I'm unloading the expensive properties. Next, there is a hiring freeze. So this often is a sign of a riff, or is accompanying. It's kind of parallel with a riff. Is anything there were all these work requisitions of. And, hiring requisitions out and all of a sudden, you know, even if they're in the middle of the hiring process, it's freeze. Next, there is a mass exodus, often without notice from key executives. So the C-suite, because they often are the ones to know about these things first. And as I've talked about before, when you have these kind of mass unexplained exoduses, you want to look at who it is, and if it is often in this time in, in this situation, it is a top performer because the top performers are the ones who have options, who can get somewhere else. They can get another great job, and they're not going to be sitting around waiting for the Titanic to to go. So, if you start seeing that massive turnover at the top, especially when there's no narrative given around it, that's a clear sign. Another one is there's talk of restructuring the company. You know, that usually means there's mass troubles. And again, rifts are inevitable when they start a restructure. If there has been at least one round of layoffs already, that's a real clear sign. Because once they've done it, oftentimes they don't cut all the cuts, do all the cuts at one time. So they may or may not have said there's going to be three line, three rounds of layoffs and they're going to happen here, here and here. But once that first one comes, it's reasonable to expect that there might be additional. Your boss or HR is suddenly interested in the specifics of your job duties, even asking you to write them down. Maybe they want to interview you. You know, they're really trying to figure out how they're going to do without you. That's a pretty clear sign. And if you're getting locked out of files, I talked about not getting included in emails, but when it kind of ramps up to the point where it's pretty critical, they're they're locking me out of files, they're locking me out of meetings, then chances are you need to start looking immediately. I would love it if none of you would have to deal with a reduction in force, but it is so common right now that I think being prepared for them is is the responsible thing for you to do and not turning a blind eye and not having your head in the sand about this. So get those materials updated, get your qualifications and credentials up to date, keep that networking going or re-resurrect it if you need to. And I wish you the very best if you are a victim of a reduction in force. Take care and I will see you next week. You've been listening to The Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.